Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Rent to Rent Success podcast. I'm so excited today to have with me Selena Flavius from Black Girl Finance. Now, Selena is founder of the company, and she's passionate about tackling financial inequality and with a huge focus on what this looks like for black women and other women of colour. Selena is a published author and British Bank Award winner, Financial Influencer of the Year. A very well-deserved title and one of the reasons I love Selena is the content she does put out. She's host of the Black Girl Finance podcast and also host of Black Girl Finance Fest. So Selena, you've achieved so much in such a small time and you've inspired so many people, black women and beyond, to really become intentional about their finances. So what motivated you to start along this road? Thank you. Thank you for that introduction, Stephanie. So my inspiration, I guess it started, well, I started the company in 2019. Before then, I had a a vision of the company. I always said that I wanted to support women when it comes to their money. I'd always been interested in money and finances. And yeah, 2019, after I'd gone on a bit of a a journey with my money myself, I then decided that I was ready to launch. So I did a bit of a web design course, created Mm -hmm. the Black Girl Finance website that you see today. And then also the social media platform, just to see if there were women out there like me who wanted a similar platform. I felt like I was a massive consumer of kind of personal finance books and, you know, papers and and, and everything, podcasts. But it just felt like there were no women out there that looked like myself. From my background as well, just to say I'm from a, a kind of Black Caribbean background. My parents were both born. One was born in St. Lucia, one was born in Barbados. They both came here when they were teenagers mm-hmm. and managed to create a life for themselves, have, have their children, etc. And I just felt like there were no money conversations that told that type of story, that mm-hmm. type of, you know, history. And then before I launched Black Girl finance as well I did do some research into kind of how women black women women of color do when it comes to money and I was shocked by the by some of the statistics I saw in terms of things like the kind of gender pay gap the ethnicity pay gap that exists obviously if you've got parents who have come from abroad they have to settle and put down their roots themselves they may not have that generational wealth that you know you may have if you've been here for generations and generations and generations so looking at all of that it made me want to launch initially as a safe space for women and women of color to talk about all things money and like I say I noticed that there were some gaps so I ended up writing the Black Girl Finance book I had the opportunity to write the book do a podcast and yeah just everything that's happened (laughs) since launch basically yeah yeah. And if you resonate with this, I really advise you to go over, well, A, get the book on Amazon, Black Girl Finance, and also listen to the podcast, incredible stories on there. 
and Selena keeps it totally real over there as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you got statistics because I'm sure people would be thinking, well, why, Selena, is this needed? Surely the financial mainstream advice is fine for everyone. You would think that, but I mean, just amongst your listeners, if you just think about it yourself, how many of you have spoken to, you know, an actual financial advisor, other than for things such as property, I'm, I'm you know, you're following this podcast, I'm sure you will have spoken to, you know, people about property, etc. But there is a massive big advice gap that does exist, not just for you know, black women, it could be, you know, women of colour, women from low incomes as well, and people in general from low incomes as well. It's just not something that traditionally we do. Also, if you've ever had a conversation with perhaps your parents about things such as life insurance and wills, and see how tightly they clam up when you start talking about these things, you know, visions of tempting fate and all of that comes into play. There are nuances so that's why there are, uh, that's why I felt like there was a need and even if we, you know, go away from, you know, race sometimes religion can play a a part in kind of what we do with our money so there was a recent news article where someone had gone to court after being married for 66 years to contest a will because you know the family money was left down the male bloodline basically so a wife of 66 years had to go to court and contest a will to be given you know fair provision so there's so many nuances when it comes to money whether that is culturally religious through religion through class so yeah that that's that's the reason why it's it's needed because I know personally for myself I was reading all of these personal finance books but none of them spoke about the fact that you know from the Caribbean that there's the partner scheme or susu or however you'd call it that's how our generation or the previous generation would have you know saved up for things and and it means that you know in terms of how it impacts us when we access the financial system, you know, sometimes it could mean that we don't have that credit score that you would typically have because that money's being saved, you know, under under a mattress by somebody. So it's just these slight differences that means that when we do go and access finances, sometimes we don't have that that traditional, you know, we're not that traditional customer because of these nuances. So it's just being aware of it and just working towards, you know, creating goals and working towards making sure that when we do go and access, you know, mortgages or life insurance or ask for that pay rise at work, we're doing it from a place where we feel confident to do so. Absolutely. And I think that people sometimes say, well, why do you need, you know, for example, I was attending a black property group event and people were asking on my Facebook, well, why is there a black property group? We don't have, you know, white property groups, for example. But I think the difference is if you were as a Brit, went abroad and you lived in Australia, for example, there would be a tendency there for you to have your own British group to talk about pubs and baked beans and all the things That's you make. very Rain, true. Brand sauce and why, such why, a good example. why Marmite <laughs> is so much better than Vegemite. And what <laughs> so, so it is just a way of connecting and those special connections that are so taken for granted. And it does inspire people. I get so many messages. And I'm sure you're the same for the Selena from other black women, black men, people from groups who maybe have not been traditional investors in the past saying, oh, I saw you do it and it made me think it was possible for me. Absolutely. Often we don't even know that we have that bias in our head. This isn't possible for me until we see somebody else doing it who's like us and think, oh, I hadn't really thought of that. So (laughs) So I love I love that you're doing this and that you're inspiring people. Yes, absolutely. You should get a financial advisor. You can buy a property. But what are the biggest mistakes that you see women making? 
financially? Yeah, I think sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves when it comes to our finances. You know, we take it for granted that some of the kind of males in our lives will be able to, you know, help support us, see us through. But actually, we need to take the ball the ball by, by the horns ourselves and just make sure that we understand what's going on with ourselves financially. So I'd say that's the biggest mistake. Number one, just having a bit of self-doubt and not believing that you can do it yourself. Even for me, and we'll probably go on to this a bit later, when I first bought my first property, I did it with a relative of mine and that was really helpful to get on the property ladder. Even though I'd gone through that process, when I came to then buy a property by myself, I felt really quite intimidated to do mm. it. Like I was just like, you know, I, there was all of this kind of self-doubt. Although mm. if you're, you know, you've got a nice advisor who's going to help you, like mortgage broker, you know, they do make it simple and easy. But even still, I, I still, even though I'd gone through it before, I still, because I was doing it by myself, I felt really quite unsure of myself. And I think that can be how a lot of us feel sometimes. And I spend a lot of my time when I'm speaking and coaching clients being that person that is encouraging clients to to look that step further, you know, speak to that person, get that information, speak whether it's speaking to a you know a mortgage broker you you've been thinking about getting on the property ladder for ages, but you know who who can I speak to? And sometimes we don't even know who we can speak to as well. Or even if it's just taking that step, okay, you you, you earn enough because a lot of us. A lot of the women I'm speaking to, a lot of women that I speak to are in STEM, you know, earning, they're very young, earning quite a bit of money. And it's just making sure that they know how to make that money work for them, how to build assets. And sometimes we need to speak to someone that's going to be able to, to tell them how to do that, turn it around. Because women are already very good at saving. It's the creating assets, the investing that we, we tend to need a bit of a, a push in. Mm. So STEM, just to let people know in case anybody's unfamiliar. Yes, sorry. Science, technology, engineering and maths. So those kind of subjects. So what you said is there's a lot of well-paid women out there who are not making their money work for them. They're not building assets. And do you know what, Selena, you're talking to the women who do save, but majority of us in, in the UK do not have significant savings. So we earn the money spend the money, earn the money, spend the money. And therefore, we are not building assets. So there's also an element of earning the money and spending the money on everybody else as well. You know, taking care of, you know, all of the childcare costs. I see that a lot when speaking to women as well, like the emphasis is is on us to do it. So there needs needs to be a shift there. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the first investments for many people who are not involved in the property business, which is what we usually talk about here, but one of the first assets for many people is buying their own home. But there's a much smaller percentage of people from Caribbean and Afro-Caribbean background who buy their own home, 32% compared with 64%. So I know that you've worked with a lot of people to help them in this regard. So maybe you could talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, certainly in my house, in, in my household growing up, there was, you know, I saw my mum get on the property ladder, she used the right to buy scheme to be able to do that. She made use of that scheme that's available to be able to do that. And she's gone on from there and bought additional properties. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Selena. <laughs> yeah. So she used the right to buy scheme. So when I was young, I, I saw that. So in my household, you know, wanting to get on the property ladder as quickly as possible was was a thing. And I do find that I do speak to other women who 
uh, that is a goal and particularly in, in the, I'd say in the Caribbean community that tends to be a bit of a goal. One of my coaches who I spoke about in the book actually she was kind of final year student and a mum and really had this goal and passion and drive to be able to to get on the property ladder and do the same thing. So although she was kind of finally in the final years of study and getting her to visualize and and do research, okay, you know, where where do you want to live? Who who are you going to speak to about this? Who's going to help you? Was one of the steps that we that I took with her, working with her. And I'm glad to report that she did eventually buy her her property. She found out during our coaching session, she found out, you know, about the right to buy scheme, how it worked, you know, put in the application for it, got all of the the figures, so that by the time she graduated, got her first job, you know, got that income, she can benefit from that scheme. And I'm happy to report that, you know, the book came out two years ago, and she has got on the property ladder since then. Yeah, I love it, because it's the it's the combination, isn't it? Inspiration and action, which yes. leads me on to your secrets to success, Lena, because you see a lot of women, thousands of women through your book, your podcast, your, we must talk about this, your Black Girl Finance Festival. Yes. But let's, let's talk first about the secrets to success for the women that you see who are successful. Yeah, I think it's about being radically honest with yourself, radically honest about what's going on right now with your finances, because finances change, you know, circumstances change, things ebb flow, one minute we're doing okay, next minute we might be, you know, having to cut back a bit for whatever reason. But being really honest with yourself, looking at your numbers, sitting down, spending time, doing that income, that outgoing, thinking about your net worth. Actually, in the book, we do have a chapter on calculating your net worth because it it's all very important to know. You want to make sure that whether you're buying assets, you know, buying houses, investing, whatever it is you're doing, that you are growing your net worth, your net worth. Yes. So that's super, super important. So being really mindful of what's going on with yourself financially, being super, super honest, allows you to then go on and think about, you know, what are the goals that I have based on where I am now? How can I get from A to B? You know, does that mean that I need to perhaps, you know, speak to a, a mortgage broker about this potential property that I could I could buy? Does it mean that I need to, you know, pay down some debt to be able to do that? It allows us to strategize, make clear strategies about what we can do next to get us from A to B based on where we currently are. So goals are super, super important. And then also action, taking those action steps, because it's one thing to have all of the information, but we need to, you know, feel confident in ourselves to take those action steps. So like I say, when I went back to, if I go back to the example I gave of getting my second property, going through that process, although I felt scared and I didn't know what I was doing, I still moved forward with the process. And I'm I'm really grateful and glad that I did. I know that personally, I'm a mom and I know that I'm building generational wealth. I've got things in place so that anything happens to me, it all goes to my son. But yeah, you know, and, and that's, that was a goal. That was a clear concrete goal for me. So just being radically honest with yourself, thinking about the goals and also being willing to ask questions and be curious as well. There's so much information out there, but sometimes we need to go out and seek it out. If we're unsure about how to do something, tapping into those networks that will help you to get from A to B is super important as well. So those are my keys. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, honesty, goals and what's important to you, being curious about the options and then taking actions absolutely Selena I did not know you're a mum I am yes I am I'm a mum yeah I've got a big son yeah (laughs) oh right a grown-up one like me 
Yes, I've got a grown-up son. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Oh gosh. I won't start doing that because sometimes I tell people I've got a son, and they won't get off the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to you. But I think what you're doing is especially important for. It's important for everyone, but especially for mums who maybe feel that their finances are not where they want them to be, because it's so it's just as easy to be broke as it is to be intentional about your finances mm-hmm. that's what I found and uh, for many many years I was one of the people who just got their money and spent it got their money and spent it yeah. and I may have had a little bit of savings here and there at different times and I did have I was fortunate that even though I felt it was way out of my league I'd tried to buy a flat Mm-hmm. and I I went to my bank because I didn't know about mortgage brokers and mortgages and I kind of felt like I didn't was unworthy but I thought oh my own bank will speak to me because I've been with banking with this bank for donkey's years mm-hmm. anyway it was a normal high street bank I went in to talk about this mortgage and she was so patronized but maybe that was the way that I was carrying myself but she was just explaining to me all the outgoings that I would need it's not just the mortgage what about if I'm going to refurbish the property this bill that bill the next bill blah 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 she forgets I'm at the moment paying bills yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yes anyway um so that didn't work out but that that was very much on an individual and because of the mindset I was in at the time I think it would be very easy for me not to take any further action and just to think I can't buy a house Mm -hmm. but luckily something just told me this can't be the only option out there. I think yeah. I can do this and, and moving forward. But yeah, you know, I know you have the Black Girl Finance Fest yeah. and we're delighted to be sponsors of it this year. So tell us what people will get at the event and who should be thinking about coming. Yeah, so first, firstly, I'll answer the who should be thinking about coming. Anybody, anyone that's passionate about money, finances, investing, property, whatever you're invest, whatever you're passionate about when it comes to money, do come along. If you're a black woman, person of color, supporter, advocate, ally, come along and join us. It's a day long event. There, we've got a ton of speakers talking about different topics. So there's about ten or eleven speakers. We're going to be talking about you know young person being a young person of money, money and neurodiversity, money mindsets, business and money, building assets. So talking about pensions, investing, the investment gap. So there's a whole host of different topics. And yeah, it's just a fun day. It's going to be a day long event. It's going to be very fun. We've got a DJ, we've got music, and we just want to create that nice space where we can talk about money so do come along and we're really grateful that you're sponsoring us Stephanie. Yeah it's a great uh, place to network it's a great place to meet people and it'll be that one bit of information that somebody finds at this event that will change everything even something as simple as they want to leave their property to their children and they hadn't realized that unless they take action the government will take at least 40% 40% and sometimes over half 
Absolutely. So, we have got someone there that's going to be talking about all of that kind of stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. So all of us need to get ourselves clued up on the sort of things that you'll be, you'll be talking about at the Batgirl Finance Fest. And just for those of you who are watching on the video, you'll see the blackgirlfinancefest.co.uk on screen now. We will also put the link in the comments if you want to book your ticket. Tell us what's the date, Selena. Yeah, so it's on Saturday, the 11th of March. So it's in honour of International Women's Day. We always do an event around International Women's Day. So we're included in this celebration and the conversations around money on that day. That is phenomenal. Thank you, Selena, for joining. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so pleased that you do what you do and help the people that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm I'm just so excited that you are sponsoring the event and everything that you do at Rent to Rent Success as well. It's amazing. It's so encouraging. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. Great. And if you thank you for watching and for listening. And if you want to catch up with Selena and Black Girl Finance, you can do so over on Instagram at Black Girl Finance, uh, Black Girl Finance UK, actually, Black Girl Finance UK on Instagram. You can catch up and book the Black Girl Finance Fest at blackgirlfinancefest.co.uk and Selena Flavius over on LinkedIn as well. So thank you for watching and for listening thank you selenia selena for coming and sharing your wisdom today and as always until next week believe bigger be bolder be a game changer see you soon bye for now bye thank you so much for being with me here today If you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rents to Rent. You can find it at rentstorentsuccess.com slash book. Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Rent to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.